Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of PSG Talking. I'm your host Ed and I want everyone to calm down regarding the Kylian Mbappe interviews and how he wants to leave PSG because I have extended him for four years in FIFA 2022. Very exciting times, so there's always a chance that that could happen. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in our crew because on today's show, we're going to be talking all about Mbappe, his whole situation, the interviews. Um, there's been further development since our last episode that I had with James Teague earlier this week. So I wanted to bring in two additional PSG Talk contributors and get their thoughts. But first, let's just check in with everyone. Guillaume, how is everything on your end there in California? Sunny, autumny, windy, and beautiful. I wish so, I was yeah. there. It is cold and rainy where I am in Utah. Well, we'll take the rain, but the cold, I wouldn't mind a few more weeks. And then we've got another warm climate. We have uh, Ty Taylor over there in uh, southern Florida. How are things on your end? When can we uh, expect the next 24th in Park podcast? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, the team's just been really busy. We should be recording this weekend. Um, both John and James are you know doing some great things at work. They're involved in a lot of big project so it's just been a timing thing but yeah we plan on getting together this weekend trust me we're equally as excited to get you guys uh episode two but in terms of everything down here very similar to Guillaume warm sunny hot I'm actually ready to swap the heat for the for the cold um you know it's about time in a couple of weeks here I think where are we October to get on a snowboard and, yeah. and hit the mountain at some point so um I'm ready I'm ready Exciting, and you're a, a FIFA guy. Did you pick up the the latest FIFA? What are your What are your thoughts on the the game with Mbappe on the cover? Yeah, I didn't pick it up yet. I will be. I'm actually potentially planning on picking it up tonight. Ironically enough, um, I have a couple of friends who are looking to pick it up this weekend. So the the big question for me was what console. Um, I recently built a gaming PC, so it was either do I get on the PC, do I get on the Xbox. Um, I don't have PlayStation, but most of my friends that play FIFA play on the PlayStation, so. I've kind of been just deciding, you know, where I want to get it, but I will be getting it. And um, no, Mbappe deserves to be on the cover. Yeah, um, yeah I don't think. I mean, that's, that's usually how it goes, right? A couple yeah. of the same player, a couple of years in a row. You know, the most marketable player, so it makes sense. Yeah, I, new, I picked. Um, a, go ahead. New PSG sponsor, EA Sports. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I picked it up. I like the game. I like the create a club. That's a lot of fun. Um, so I've been playing around with that. I mentioned I've extended Mbappe, my manager mode. Um, so that's that's great. I got it for PS5. I still don't know how it managed to get one. I didn't do anything fancy. I didn't like buy one for you know eight million dollars off of eBay. I just was one of those lucky people, I guess. So um, I'm on PS5. I guess that maybe I can like share my name. So if you want to come play me and kick my ass because I'm not very good at it, um, but it's it's a pretty cool game. Not. Not that drastic of a change from last year, so. But it has all the players on the right teams and the new kits, so that's why I guess we all buy it. Yeah. Um, but this is not a FIFA podcast. We we're here to talk about Mbappe because he did two interviews uh, earlier this week. He did one, I think, it was RMC Sport, another one with Lakeep, and 
when those interviews dropped, he damn near broke the internet because it was insight into a contract saga that we all had been following for at least a year, if not longer. And so that's where I want to start is um, we can start with Guillaume. What were your initial thoughts when you read that Mbappe admitted to, hey, I wanted to leave at the end of July? I may disappoint you in how thoughtful you never disappoint about this. Oh, thank you. Listen, they say whatever they want. The club says whatever they want. The people say whatever they want. He's 22. He's very mature for a 22 year old. He's a millionaire at the age of 22. He's got 50 caps in the French national team at the age of 22. Everybody wants him. He's the most valuable player on, on the planet right now. Uh, I think we should give him a break. Uh, he's allowed to change his mind. We don't know how the club, how Nasser and Leonardo communicate to him. He sounded surprised Messi joined. Um, right there, that's a flag. No, no, that wasn't a surprise. I mean, maybe he was surprised that Messi could join, but the club told him right away. He could change his mind. What he wants to do is to win. Um, and, you know, he's, he's chasing trophies, individual and collective. He's not going to stay at Paris Saint-Germain his entire life, but he could, he could stay. Uh, I mean, if Barcelona has 1.3 billion uh, euros of dollars uh, of debt, my little finger is telling me that Real Madrid must be also in trouble. I mean, they haven't. Interesting. Well, look, what, when was the last huge transfer to Real Madrid? Eden Hazard, they have an old Gareth team. They all, they all, yeah, and they couldn't get rid of Bell, which costing a fortune. Um, their old stars are like you know, on, on a sharp decline, except Benzema, who's probably at the top of his game right now. And uh, I wish he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. It's what the, I don't know if you watch uh, Belgium, France. That goal, goal he scored. Yeah. Amazing. The goal he scored, surrounded by a giant Belgium. D oh, my God. It's incredible. Um, so besides Benzema and uh, a couple of youngsters, does he want to join Real Madrid now and uh, give them a few years? I mean, that'd be, you know. So I think it's going to, there's always a, there's always something going on at Paris Saint-Germain, something, you know, high pitch to talk about and it lasts. So it's, you know, look back through the years, Verratti is going to Barca and uh, Neymar is not, and Neymar, and Neymar is going back to Barca. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's, it never stops. It never stops. And yeah. it's not going to stop. We'll see. We'll he could see. extend, he could go. It'd be a surprise. A little bit. Yeah, anyone who says they know what he's going to do is, is probably lying to you. I, I don't even know if his family. Uh, we're going to get to uh, his mom's comments later because that, that came after the interview. That being said, uh, the, the attitude of Real Madrid is of uh, yeah. unfathomable arrogance. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> now, even, even the coach. Oh, right. It's a done deal. It's like it, it's embarrassing. That's yeah. It's it's well yeah, yeah. yeah. But so we'll see. Um, 
he opened the door though so he, he both he both opened the door and closed it in the interview so there's like stuff for everyone here we go so you know he's, he's he speaks spanish pretty well he speaks english pretty well french pretty well he's a freaking machine this kid was programmed by his parents both professional ex-professional athletes to become who, who he is now and uh he has media um people who help him i i don't to, i don't know if i buy that. that that interview was pretty it was ill-timed i thought what he said was kind of dumb like you just said he opened the door for everybody it, it was completely unnecessary i thought i, I his whoever's communication he's, he's, people they need new no, ones. But he saved everything and it's contrary so you know that like i said there's something for everybody oh he's staying oh he's leaving i mean it's like so he's no what he wanted to do maybe also is um because you know people were mad that he missed that penalty blah 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 blah, blah. He, he needed to get a little bit of love i mean it must be there's some good sides of being Kylian mbappe but there's probably some tough sides too especially when you're 22. and he had a great game with france uh, with one goal and one assist. Um, we'll see. If he stays, it's wonderful. If he goes, we'll wish him the best. But maybe he, you will. <laughs> maybe, you know, I mean, it would make sense for him to wait and see another year with Real Madrid. Sure. And, and uh, yeah, you know, they, they're going to sign free. They're going to sign. Who are they going to sign? They're going to. Well, we don't. We don't want to get into Real Madrid's transfer. We. I want to try to bring it back to the the comments. Um, let me go over to Ty real quick, and we're going to get into all of that and, and the implications and go into Real Madrid. But just Ty, give me your thoughts on what Mbappe said, and additionally, as as Guillaume sort of alluded to, this was not a sanctioned interview uh, by PSG. Mbappe sort of did this on his own. What do you think inside? You know the the very fancy offices at PSG. What do you think they were thinking when this interview came out? Um, listen, I'm I'm sure that they were they were surprised. Uh, I think I'm kind of on um, Guillaume's wavelength on this. You know, my opinions probably won't be too popular, but I'm not surprised, right? Like he didn't say anything that we didn't know already, right? And and then you mentioned that it was ill timed, and I've seen a lot of fans say that, but why? I mean it's ill time for him to come out and defend his reasons or his actions. I mean, for the last month while he's been performing for PSG, ever since the transfer fell through nothing but pundits in France and French fans have belittled him. Right. And, and just talked about him. He was Buddha every stadium because he wanted to follow his dream. So I personally have no issue, you know, after what happened at the world cup, after, you know, the transfer for him coming out and wanting to say his piece. Right. And he, he made a couple points about how, you know, Nasser and Leonardo said, oh, this happened at the, you know, in August, they only gave us a week. Well, he cleared that up. He's saying, well, to be fair, I let you know in July. So I gave you plenty of notice. This whole thing about how he's declined, you know, six, seven offers. He said that didn't happen either, you know? So listen, I'm, I'm sure that they were a little taken aback. Um, yeah, I guess what Guillaume said, right? He left the door open, he closed it. Listen, Killian is very media savvy. He's a smart kid, right? I think yes. I think we put too much on his shoulders. I don't agree with a lot of the way the fans are. I don't know. The fans are treating a kid who's 22 who just wants to follow his dream. And I, I don't 
I don't honestly see the issue with that, right? And a lot of people have questions over the sporting project. I think his mom cleared that up too, right? She didn't say that. He, she admitted that the PSG project currently is more appealing. Killian wants to be the center of a project. She said it. he wants to be the first player they sign. And in a couple of years, they'll sign three or four more, and then they will be a force to be reckoned with. So I don't think he cares, right? Like, you know, he even said it. It's kind of scary when you're a player and you're, president says you're not going to leave on a free, right? Like he gave him the opportunity to recoup money. So if he's not going to leave on a free, what happens now? You know, he's dealing with powerful people. So I think Killian's intentions were right, whether we believe so or not. He's been here for four years. He felt like he's personally ready for that next step. He's ready for something new. Um, he had no problem staying, but he wanted PSG to recoup. So now, you know, if PSG don't win anything, their performances have been very lackluster if they don't make it far in the Champions League and we lose them on a free and we don't make a run or make it to at least a semifinal, he's going to be like, I mean, you had a chance to get 180 mil, you know, for me. So I'm not upset with him personally. Um, I didn't really read too much into it. I didn't see anything there that I'm like, oh, I didn't know this already. I think what I did learn is that, you know, he came forward very early. I think we learned a lot about the way he felt about the World Cup, lack of support. And people are like, oh, he's trying to place blame or he hasn't performed well. I mean, listen, the PSG team as a whole hasn't performed well, right? But I think when you look at Killian, he's probably even at a lower level of form has performed almost better than a lot of the other folks, right? He set up all three goals in the Champions League. He has five goals in the league. He has four assists. Um, he's not doing his best, but... I mean, he's probably the last person of that front three that you can criticize about performances, you know? So yeah. I think people need to probably... get him. Yeah, man. Like, listen, Neymar has that, that performed That tells terribly. you how, how good he is. Yeah. yeah. If, and, even, and I, even when he's mediocre, he's still incredibly effective. So Yeah. I love, listen, I love both players. I love Neymar and Mbappe. Neymar's one of my favorite players. But you've heard more about Mbappe because a fickle fan base is upset that he wants to leave. I have heard almost nobody talk about Neymar and his awful performances. Right. The media and all the fans are more focused on Mbappe because he hurt your feelings. Let's just be real. Neymar does get his fair bit of, of criticism. And I, for me, I think I may be one of those fickle fans. But for me, what it is, it's like, you want to go, that's fine. I get it. Chase your dreams and all that. What I would have liked to have seen from this interview is I asked to leave and I'm going either in January or in the summer. I'm going. I don't like the... I asked to leave, but you don't know. I mean, I like the PSG project and I didn't know Messi was coming. This is great. Maybe I will stay. And then his mom comes out and says, you know, he's, you know, he wants to be happy and maybe he will stay. And I talk with Leonardo and things are going great. It's the, it's the back and forth. Like for me, it's yeah, just like, dude, say what you though. want. What do you want to do? That's not fair though. You're asking a kid like. He's 22. That's like, not a kid. Yeah, right? Ed, decisions like this aren't made on a whim, right? He felt one way. I might want to wear one outfit when I go out tonight, but when that time comes, I may want to wear a different outfit. But you wouldn't you do know? an interview about it. You might keep that no, to I, yourself. I no, but he, he had to clear his name. Do, do we not feel that we berated or the majority of fans have berated Killian and not heard his side of the story? I mean, that's not fair. That's not fair to want to read all these articles about what Killian thinks, what Killian wanted to do, but then get upset when Killian comes out and wants to defend his name and his mom wants to defend his name. That's not, that's not fair. That's being very... Um, it's not being objective, right? You, it's being hypocritical. You, you want to believe what you want to hear or what kind of feeds the agenda of the storylines. But then when Killian comes out and says, hey, listen, like, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to leave. I was very forthcoming about it. And listen, you know, 
decisions like this aren't made overnight. So what's going to happen next summer? I don't know. You know, we don't know what PSG. Yes, if PSG wins January. League, yeah, well, he's not leaving in January. Mm, but yeah, there's no chance. But no. all right, if PSG, for some miraculous reason, right, I don't think they will, just based off recent performances, that could change. If PSG win the Champions League and him, Messi, and Neymar are clicking like crazy, yes, maybe he'll say, you know what, I'll sign a two-year, I'll stay for one more year, leave next year for a small fee or whatever kind of agreement they come to, and maybe Real does horribly. But maybe his feelings won't change. So because that window passed, he just wanted to say his side of the story. And I, I don't know, man, I'm just like, we talk about a lot of different fan bases, right? And I think we're all like this to an extent, every fan base, whether it's American sports, European sports, but the backlash that Killian has got, like from fans on Twitter saying like, I've seen fans literally say that he's been useless all season. And I'm like, what mm. games are you watching that I'm not watching? Like, not I, this season. I mean, yeah, like what games are you, are you watching that, I'm watching mm. all these games and I'm like, he's been arguably the our best player outside of like the outliers, Herrera and Gay, but that performance isn't going to last, right? Like without Killian, we don't score any of those three goals in the Champions League matches. Definitely not the Messi goal because he set it up, which was beautiful. So you, you wouldn't get that. Now, let me see if there's any criticism on this where he admitted, and Gabe, we can go to you for this one, where he admitted that he did have some harsh words towards Neymar for not passing him the ball. It happens. You know, Don't people care. say things and all of that. But to then go in front of an interview and say, yeah, I called him that. You know, yeah. you, is it worth digging that back up? No. No. no I mean, sports. what would you do with the states of the sports media and the, the, the level, the abysmal level of sports media? It's all about the hype, all about now, blah, 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 blah. It's all to generate traffic and ads. It's coming to a point where it's like unreadable. They, they kind of have the, they set the trend how people should talk about sports. And so they, they take things out of the context. And when you're a big star, you have to deal with this. And so you play the game. And uh, people, oh my God, they go, yeah, have you ever played sports? I, the worst things coming out of yeah. my mouth was probably on the rugby field. <laughs> you know, it's like even your best friend, you're going to trash the guy if he does something stupid. That's someone used sports. to, when I played soccer, That's someone said I do. moved like a dump truck. Like the way I turned, I was there so you, slow. There you go. Yeah, man. Like, listen, like, you dump truck. I mean, you know, <laughs> this, this is like, and then it becomes a hype and then click, you go on Reddit and uh, 800 upvotes. It's like, oh. And I think the key, the key thing too, is like, I don't care. I don't care that he called Neymar a tramp. I don't like, this is sports. Like he even said it, right? Like this, we squashed this 20 seconds in the locker room. Like this was done. This is you're in the heat of battle with teammates. Emotions are running high. And he even said it also, like the only reason that I'm admitting that I said it is because the media already reported it. There was tons of cameras on me. There was lip. So what's worse, right? That he admits that he said it. Or that he says, I didn't say that. And then all the media outlets are like, well, we have a professional lip reader here that says he did say this. Like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan have punched their teammates in the face in practice. Like, what, Steve do, Kerr. what do you care? Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, 
this this whole I mean, yeah, that's a good that's a good example. But did Michael Jordan example. and correct me if I'm wrong, did Michael Jordan ever come out and say in an interview, yeah, I punched that fool in his face? Or did he let yes. other people do the talking? Like for me, I would have preferred if Mbappe said, Look, I don't want to go there with this. That's not what we're here to talk about. Me and Neymar, if there was an issue, we squashed it and just keep it moving. Like I think that's the media savvy professionalism that I would expect. Not be like, Yeah, I called him that. We squashed it, but I did call him a bum. You know well, why not? So, so do you not? So you you prefer media savviness over honesty? Yeah, I would in that sense because then what are the articles going to say? Mbappe admits to calling Neymar a bum, and that just Neymar comes you know. out and says, "Bro, like we're." And then they were at the nightclub like two nights later, like arm in arm with with Verratti at like a big fashion at show. the like, fashion club, friends, yeah, at bro. the show, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, listen, I've called my brother and some of my best friends worse names than a tramp. You know what I mean? So like, apologize to the kids listening, but like. Listen, whether I'm playing FIFA or I'm playing soccer or, you know, we're watching sports and I'm, you know, my team's versus a friend's rival team, like I've said way worse than that. And to be honest, like the fact that he called him, you know, a jerk or an asshole or a tramp, like because he didn't pass him the ball, like I promise you that no one in that locker room cares. No one. Guillaume, what no is the translation can. that he called him? Is it a bum? I've, I've seen bum, tramp. What is Clochard. it? It's Clochard. Which is, it's not even tramp. I mean, it, technically it is, but Clochard is very mild. Okay. I mean, should we talk, should we keep talking about this? Right, well, let, let's move on from that. You know, let's move it's, on. Yeah, no, it's like the only thing I'm reading nowadays is the Atlantic, where there's like decent journal. Well, they're journal. losing they're losing money every month, and yeah, so they need to do something oh to get God. subscriptions. But anyway, I mean, let's talk about Kylian Mbappe. So after all of this mess in RMC Sport and all that, Mbappe wanted to leave. Then his mom comes out and says that we are in talks with PSG right now. It's going well. I even spoke to Leonardo last night. So, Guillaume, let's go to you. If you had to put a percentage on Mbappe extending his contract with PSG, what would you put that at? 50-50. 50-50. That's yeah. more than I would probably give it. No. Yeah, again, he's got to, I mean, you know, where he's going to move? To uh, a, a Madrid team with 45-year-old players? Uh, so is Madrid going to get who's they going to get so Pogba is going to extend at Manchester United looks like it no he's not you don't think so you don't think so no 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 chance no I chance. mean he has Raiola uh, he's probably going to want a big move well and, I mean so yeah. I'm referring my what I said from what I read so it's probably another fart in the wind I don't know but it looks like negotiations have resumed blah 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 so no free transfer for Pogba so maybe a free transfer for Mbappé to Madrid, and then they're going to pay two hundred million for Haaland. Well, that's that's uh, okay. Are they going to be as competitive? Does Mbappé want to share the spotlight? He's coming from a team as, of superstars. As Bayern, Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Paris Saint Germain, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Am I forgetting one big club that's like in that big fire right now? Cambridge United. Not, I think it's, it's, it's only Real Madrid and PSG. That's it. I guess maybe Newcastle, so, which we're going to talk about to wrap up the show. No, but, but yeah. I mean, he wants to win trophies <laughs> yeah. and he has no patience. He has very little patience. So, you, you know, is he going to move to Madrid as Madrid has probably no chance of winning the Champions League for a few years? If, maybe. There's other factors. I mean, you know, he. He may just, he's been in France his entire life. 
is world famous. He may want to discover a new culture and all that stuff. But at the same time, he still wants to win. 50-50. He may extend. He may go. We'll see. It's impossible to, impossible to know. Impossible to know. I feel like he did this on purpose to keep us all on the edge of our seat to wonder what he's going to do. Ty, well, there you go. What do you put the percentage on? Do you, are you leaning more towards him signing an extension or chasing his no. dream over at Madrid? No, I, I think the door is still open. Um, would love to see him stay. Um, also, you know, I think I'm in that that bracket of individuals that wouldn't be mad to see him leave. Um, if I had to put a percentage on it, uh, 60, 40 in favor of him signing with Madrid, I think. Listen, I, I don't think if he was to go to Madrid, I don't think it's a win now. You know, I, I think him and his mom said it, right? Like he wants to you know, or his mom said it more than he did, he wants to be the center of a project, right? So I think he, he was to go there, he understands, right, what what that looks like. And I do think also, you know, people are like, oh, Real Madrid have no money. You know, Ed, me and you talk about this, right? I think I've done, a, I did some like, you know, some research on like what was going on over there. And like, these guys have money, you know, they have money, they haven't made a major signing um, in years. So they're literally every loan that went out, all the money they saved from a loanee, all the money they saved from selling a player, all the money they saved from not signing individuals, like that all went into an Mbappe bucket. So they have the money to do this. Now that they get him on a free, the 180 that came at the end of the window or 150, whatever it was, that can go towards strengthening the squad in other ways. So really for him, it's a win-win that he that he is going for free. He gets well, to play a year with Messi. Yeah. And then also, I don't think Pogba resigns. I don't know where he's gonna go. I'm not saying he's gonna go to Madrid, but it's very enticing. And then they don't need to spend 200 mil on Holland, right? He's his clause is for 75 mil next year. So it's really going to be about what Holland wants to do in terms of a sporting project. So, you know, teams can bid. I'm sure he has a great agreement with um, Dortmund. If some team comes in at 150, but one team comes in at 100, but Holland likes the, you know, project of the lesser fee better, I'm sure Dortmund will still take that, right? So, like, yeah. Um, Listen, I think right now he's leaning towards still leaving. Um, and I think he said that, right? He said, you know, we haven't talked in the last month. You know, nothing has changed. Like these decisions don't change overnight. So just because it didn't happen doesn't mean that he's going to stay. And listen, I don't think PSG have been great. I don't think anything like what I've seen in the last month is leading me to believe, oh, this is a better situation than what's going yeah. on at Real, at, at Real Madrid. You know, yes, we have won our games, but we have been less than flattering. But again, this can all change, right? Like there's still so much time left in the season. Um, and he said it too, in order to win now, mom, this is the better team, right? His mom said it, like he said, listen, um, and listen, it goes back to even years ago. His mom said years ago, Real Madrid was the better project at the time in terms of competing. They weren't PSG wasn't at the level. Now it's flip flopped. So people could have said back then, "Well, why would you go to PSG? You know, Real Madrid is the better project." So it wouldn't be the first time that he chooses a project from a sporting perspective that is slightly lesser than where he's currently at, it's because he has other ambitions. Now I want to ask both of you, um, and Ty, just because you you touched on Erlen Halan, let me get your thoughts on this. If Mbappe wants to be the center of a project. Can those two players exist on the same team? I mean, if you look back, it'd be like Messi and Ronaldo would be on the, on the same team. I just don't Fair see question. those two getting along or being I on think, the same team. I think they could. Listen, I think Mbappe wants to win at all costs, right? Like Benzema and Ronaldo, they coexisted. Look at the way Kareem is playing now versus when Kareem, you know, when Ronaldo was there. I think I think the key is that he 
yes, he wants to be the center of a project, but I, I don't think it means that he needs to be the only star. I think, um, and his mom, there was a sentence in there that, that made kind of a note to this, is that he wants to be at the ground floor. He wants to be there when things aren't great and then watch a team be built that can compete at a high level. So I, I don't think, listen, he enjoyed playing with Cavani and Neymar. There were there were no issues there, right? I think it's just a difference of Neymar was there first and Mbappe was signed after versus, listen, when Real Madrid sold their players and went through a rebuild, Mbappe was the first signing. He was the start of this new era. Um, there was no one else there, right? So I don't know, man. I, I'm not buying into this whole he can't share the spotlight. We've watched, we've watched him do it for the last four years without issue. That's a good so. point. I mean, and Guillaume, I mean... Ballon d'Or comes up. Maybe they're both nominated, but it, if if Halan scoring the goals, it's going to be in, in Real Madrid or winning Champions Leagues. He's going to have to compete with a teammate to win that Ballon d'Or. I mean, do you what do you think about that whole share the spotlight thing? Yeah, how can you share the spotlight in a huge club? Of, oh, I'm sorry, I, I said exactly the opposite of what I wanted to say. <laughs> That's when you sign to a huge club, you're going to have to share the spotlight. You're not the only superstar. But yeah, um, like Ty said, maybe first signing in a new project at Madrid, blah, 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 blah. that maybe um, when you when you feel that the club really, 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 really wants you and wants to build something around you, and that club is the club you always wanted to join when you were a kid, uh, yeah, it's how it's how it, start to to resist those sirens um so he's gonna go to madrid eventually um probably never to liverpool or city or any other big club um we'll see when we'll see when he's hey, listen it's a win-win situation for him he it gets is. to play with neymar and messi and verati <laughs> he's at a good Maria spot he's played this well and akimi and uh oh um, the only very interesting thing he said um, recently, it was in the, the RMC interview too, uh, he had praise for a new left back, for Mendes, um, um, I, I can't do Portuguese accent, I don't know how they pronounce it. Uh, he said, Nuno Mendes, Nuno Mendes. So not, um, not Mendes, which I've been calling it, I've been butchering apparently it. Apparently you can say Mendes too. And they, yeah, they, you can say both. It's, but in Portuguese, it's, it's Mensch. Mensch, um, which is wonderful. Uh, what a signing we may have there, and uh, like getting praise from Mbappe must mean a lot for this uh, for this kid. He's, uh, he was strong. nominated as one of the best players under twenty one, right? Or at least that's the rumor. Yeah, Golden Boy Award. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Mbappe? Um, won, so Paris fixes his um, fullback situations. Um, Oh, we have our, you know, secret Champions League weapon coming back very soon, but he's not on the team roster for the Champions League. Oh, how long, how long it's been? Two years since we seen him play? A year and a half? When he yeah, got injured yeah. and, and did his SEL? Yeah. Well, so he's, he's coming back. So now we have like four left backs and three right backs and two you know at least one of them two sergio of them ramos are, are is so, coming back sergio ramos is coming mm -hmm. back um, hopefully one day he'll be so healthy. uh but yeah but we idrisa, still have no midfield game idrisa gay and herrera 
who followed the whole preparation um, are at 100% and pe performing amazingly well. So all the, not all, because now Neymar's success, Mbappé was out of shape, and Messi's <laughs> figuring out what's going on. But like a lot of weaknesses we had, and they were like chronic weaknesses in the team, have been addressed. And, but Ty's uh, right, so though. The midfield is lacking, and they're performing well, but how long can Idrissa Gay and Andrew Herrera keep this up? Another rumor is that, so the messy thing was completely opportunistic. It wasn't planned. Nobody knew that, you know, Barca couldn't, couldn't keep him. So when the opportunity opened, um, happened, PSG jumped on it. But they were planning on a world-class midfielder, another one. So there was apparently... And, and didn't whole... Fabrizio Romano tweet out something about how PSG are working on a big... Yeah, like a yeah. big summer signing? Big that they have, so, they have someone in mind for the summer, and it's uh, a world-class midfielder. That's their going to be their top priority this coming summer. Here we go. Here we go. So uh, long story short, I'm going back to Mbappe, who wanted some guarantee, you know, so on a, on a sporting point of view, well, here they are. Here they are. Now it's up to Poch to make the whole thing work. Um, and if he does... And he probably will. Why wouldn't they? You know, the team is a rusty, needs a few more weeks, I think, to get everybody on the same uh, uh, physical level and mental level. Uh, the team is looking not great now, but we can see the potential. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and, then, and then on this strict point of view, you would leave a better team to go to a better club. But like on a sporting point of view, it would be a step down for Mbappé to leave Paris Saint-Germain at the end of the season if we had a very, you know, good season. Well, uh, so that's uh, not an easy, not an easy decision. I'm hoping. I didn't get my percentage. I think he probably will go, but I think if I think he's smart, I think we all agree with that. I think Super if, smart. If, if, if Messi's going to be here for at least two years, why not sign a, just a, a two-year deal or even a one-year deal just to buy some time and figure things out, What see what where this PSG thing can take you this season and into next. Um, play with Messi, arguably the greatest football of all time. I That's what I, I hope he would do, but I, I, I'm leaning probably more 70% that he's going to go to Madrid uh, next summer. Um, guys, we're coming up towards the end of the show, but I, I do want to get your thoughts on something non-Mbappe uh, related we can switch gears here a little bit newcastle have new owners um there was a, a saudi-led consortium takeover of the of the premier league club um i'm looking at espn's tweet or someone had tweeted this out if you look at the richest football owners newcastle are now number one with a, a 320 billion pounds the the, the the graphic i'm looking at is in pounds psg are down in eighth at 6.5 billion so if we have any Newcastle fans listening, I mean, what what does this mean for the Premier League? What does this mean for PSG in the transfer market? Now they have a new competitor when it comes to signing a Pogba or Haaland or anyone like that. Just anyone have any just general thoughts on what this means for football and PSG in general, this Newcastle takeover? Yeah. So, And I'm going to respond to the face that Guillaume just made because um, 
that number is weird. I've seen that that list that you're mentioning. Yeah, is I it also wrong? saw on. I don't know if it's wrong. I just don't know like how they're calculating that because I saw another list that was on yeah. either um, the Athletic or Bleach Report. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong source. Cause I'm not sure. But there was another list that came out that had PSG way higher in terms of richest owners, and then Newcastle was like right above or right below, but PSG was in like second or third. I, I don't understand how PSG is the eighth richest team. Arsenal's um, above us, apparently. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, get in that. In terms of but, what? Uh, player exactly. value or how rich the owners are? Yeah, and I LA Galaxy the in the Major League Soccer are in sixth place at $8.1 billion. I, I guess maybe it's just going by whoever owns them. and I, yeah, I don't know how it's calculated. Yeah, the two different lists, I don't know which one is which. Maybe how much a team is worth or how rich a team is. And then one list maybe how rich the end of the actual owner that owns the team is. Um, yeah, because there's no way that PSG are in eighth place in either of those lists, honestly. No, no. It's, it's, we're owned by QSI, which is a subdivision of Qatar Investment Authority, which is a $320 billion sovereign Excuse my French, hard word for me to say, sov- sovereign wealth fund. So here is another sovereign wealth fund, uh, this time for Saudi- from Saudi Arabia, by Newcastle. So that's on par with QIA slash QSI, endless funds, basically. Um, no, there was a graph, the richest club owners in the world. It was complete, like, I don't know who did it. It's like done in two minutes. Uh, yeah, it's off too. It says, "Sorry, Gam, just to clarify what you said." It says the PSG's owner is Nasser. Yeah, it said so. it's Nasser. Uh, Agnelli doesn't own Juventus, uh, and the richest person who owns a football club is actually François Pino, the owner of Rennes, who's, who's worth fifty billion uh, uh, euros. So, uh, whatever. Another another example of what I was saying about you know online forums and the quality of the media in the football world hey in the kingdom of the blind the why one eyed man is king so that's potential for us guys let's up our game <laughs> but yeah no yeah. um great newcastle um for me it was um because ginola went there was it ginola or was it um yeah it was it was ginola ex-PSG legend, David Ginola. And Ginola arrived in Newcastle. And I remember one of the first games, mm-hmm. long, long goal kick. And Ginola is barely looking at the ball. And he does a control with like, like the smoothest freaking ball control. The entire uh, stadium, probably the whole country, I'd never seen before. I'd ever seen before. They were like, whoa. Yeah, that that basically he, he arrived at the time where kicking rush was running out of steam because for 30 years, that's how they played football in England. Run, 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 run. Header, 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 header. It was the beautiful English football. So Ginola arrived at that time and Newcastle, I forgot who owned them at that time. And uh, the, the, it was the beginning of a, a shift in, in the EPL. Um, and they, they remind me a little bit of Lens in France, like, uh, you know, work big town, very industrial, uh, very community based, great fans. 
good to see them. Great stadium. Great stadium. Good to see them owned by someone, you know, an entity with a lot of money. There's so much money in the EPL. Well, Does the, it matter? The... There's another 300 billion thrown <laughs> on it. You know, it's like at this point. Um, great. Apparently, the Premier League clubs are not happy with this extra $300 billion because they're all demanding a meeting to talk about it. They're worried about the brand of the Premier League being damaged. They apparently forgot who owns Manchester City. Um, they owns Manchester City. Chelsea. Wants, uh, uh, Chelsea, who owns, I'm sorry, Manchester United Inc. and the Glasser mm-hmm. family, who, who bought the club mm-hmm. with the debts of the club how did it's like i'm buying a house are you going to pay for it with the house i'm buying oh okay that's that's how the glasser family bought uh manchester united it's like um this represents an asset now and i'm going to fructify that asset to pay it back and it's legal okay manchester united fans the the, the long time ones are still livid livid about this <laughs> So another trillionaire coming in. Uh, yeah, well, that's going to be another. It's, it's good for the EPL. Uh, you know, they had the big five. Now they can have the big six. Or, you know, Arsenal is out of the equation. Yeah, Spurs will probably uh, be out of the equation. Everton. Spurs look like they, well, Everton is, you know, going to, yeah, Spurs out of the equation. Um, good. Someone else is, is you know. It, but it does remember it, it took Chelsea. I'm sorry, it took Chelsea yeah. 10 years to get City. to you know, City is still working on it. So you can pour, and we know that for a fact, uh, a lot of money in a club. It's going to take a while. It's yeah. going to take a while. Will they well, hire like the right it. football people? Oh, they probably will. Yeah. They probably will. Um, yeah, their fans were celebrating it. Um, It'll be sure. interesting, it, you know, in the transfer market just means another competitor, someone that can maybe jack up and inflate prices. So we'll see um, if Newcastle can emerge as a major player. Um, if they're not, I think it'll be a testament to what PSG has been able to do in a much smaller league and how they've been able to use their money wisely and are now a more self-sustaining club. So um, I think PSG news, have done it right Bad news there. for League One. Bad news for League One again. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. This is why I, I like doing this and having multiple voices come on because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those fickle fans. I'm angry with Mbappe, but I love having you guys on. You made me think a different way. You think through these things. And I hope listeners out there that if you think like me, if you share my opinion, hopefully Ty and Guillaume were able to maybe convince you. Maybe we can meet in the middle ground somewhere. And Ed, Ed <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be angry at Mbappe I can be. Can you be? I I would boo him at the park if I were there. (laughs) Look at this kid. He's incredible. He's a human being. I mean, he's overall. He's been fantastic. Do do you guys think he's going to get booed at the at the park? Say again. Do you think he will get jeered and booed at the park against Angers? I think is the next home game. Because the interview. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think? What do you think the fan reaction is? It's mixed. There was cheering. There was booing. uh, The previous game. it's the same thing. A lot of, I think a lot of people are probably like me. It's like, how can you not love the kid? He's incredible. Having him at the club is like, it's a dream. And he's been here for a long time, a long time. Fifth year. Fifth year at the club. It's, you know, 
It's it's incredible. Let's Ta- enjoy it and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Ty, what do you think? I mean, he was booed at the first game, the first home game. What do you think the reception is? Louder boos, mix, less, no no boos? What do you think? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I think some fans, I don't know, maybe Guillaume or, or um, Ola can, you know, let me know how this was received in France specifically. Um Listen, I think if there were going to be any jeers, they were probably softened after his performance yesterday. Um, listen, man, I think I think the issue with fans in general, right? And I wouldn't lie and say that I haven't had moments like these or have, I've probably been in a similar situation where I've been upset with a player for wanting to leave. But I think fans have trouble separating a player's love and respect for a club and just having dreams that he grew up with, right? I think people automatically assume that he doesn't respect PSG and he doesn't love us. Um, yeah, he, he, he may get jeered, but I think he does love PSG. I think he also said that, like, of course. the the interviewer asked him, like, you know, was there anyone else involved? And he said, absolutely not. Like, it was either going to be Real Madrid or PSG. Like, I'm too attached emotionally to PSG, just like I am attached to Real Madrid. It's been something that he's wanted to do for his entire life, right? Like, when he was growing up, PSG wasn't what it is today, right? So yes, there's that want to, you know, deliver something to his hometown, but he grew up a Real Madrid fan. This is well-documented, right? So I don't understand the the hoopla. I think I've been saying it since I became a contributor on this, that like one day he will leave. Like we've all known this, yeah. right? And I think as fans, like this is the way I'm taking this, right? Like I am less concerned with how, where Mbappe is going to play next season. I'm more concerned with the level of performance I've seen from the team. And I think as fans, we should worry less about where he's going to go and just enjoy the moment, right? Like we have Neymar, Messi, Mbappe. If we are only going to get this for the rest of the season, why waste that time? Like just kicking him at every chance you get about what he's done to the club or every tweet about oh look what Mbappe done did again because like when the time passes and he really is wearing a different jersey and you're watching him play like you're gonna be upset and you're gonna be like damn you know or for example like if QSI ever does decide to pull out of PSG and like we don't have the Neymars and the Mbappes or League One does take like a dramatic fall we're gonna look back and be like shit I wish we had Mbappe and Neymar Messi back here you know what I mean? So just enjoy the moment while you have it. If he's not here, enjoy. he's not here, and we move on. Yeah, and we move on. Listen, there will be other players that come and, and wear the badge. Like, you know, you look, look at Ronaldo. He went to Real Madrid, but his club is always Man U. Like, he says it. Like he couldn't wait to go back there. And who knows? Maybe Mbappe mm-hmm. leaves and, and ends his career back at PSG. And I bet yeah, if he comes back, all the same people that were hating him are going to be like, oh, he came home. He returned. He's back. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. so just enjoy the moment, man. Enjoy the last six to eight months we have, and let's just worry about the transfer in the summer. Let's, are, let's we, uh, focus back on football. There's a lot of football coming yeah, up. Yeah. Oh my God, the month yeah. of October yeah. for Paris Saint Germain. It's great. After mm-hmm. the after the break, uh, October 15th, Paris Saint Germain Angers. 19th, Paris Saint Germain Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24th, OM PSG. That's the one I have my eye on. What is it? Like Messi at the Velodrome. PSG, PSG Lille. And then November 3rd, uh, Leipzig PSG. And November 7th, Bordeaux PSG. It's insane. Great run of games. We're really good to see, to Ty's point, can Pochettino figure this out? Can we get this team um, firing in all cylinders with all the firepower that we have? Well, we'll talk about that on another podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Guillaume, how can people find you on Twitter if they want to reach out and interact with you? 
Off the door one on Twitter. Off the door one. And Ty, what about you? Yeah, so my personal Twitter account is uh, Ty Poundson. Um, but guys, make sure you also go and follow 24th and Park. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. It is very similar to this. It's just an opportunity for us to, you know, get different individuals. We speak about all the leagues. We obviously are very PSG focused. We're very PSG biased. Um, but, you know, it's just another platform. We have so many contributors here at PSG Talk that it's another opportunity for us to all kind of get our say. Um, and yeah, so those are the two, you know, areas you can you can follow me. Yeah, 24th and Park. Make sure you go follow them on Twitter. I am, as always, at PSG Talk. Come and say hello. Also, uh, come join the Discord. Um, great conversation. I feel like we've got more and more people there, so come and say hello. Yeah, it's great. It's a nice little community we've got going there, so check that out. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.